uh, I get a little bit sick and I'm like, it's over. It's over. <laughs> this is how I'm going to go. <laughs> I got to update my will. Oh, yeah. God. <laughs> Hello, everybody, and welcome back to your favorite Pokemon podcast. It's Two Kill Bird, the podcast where you listen to two guys watch people watch Pokemon in Pokemon. It's getting very meta today. I'm Kellen. I play a lot of Pokemon. I actually know things about it. As per usual, I'm joined by my co-host. It's Graham. Graham, how you doing? I'm doing great, and that is an apt description of what we're doing as the episodes involve Pokemon Watchers. What a thriving profession. Mm-hmm. What a dumb name. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I mean, we've got bird watchers in real life, but that's not like a career, right? Well, yeah, but... You'd be you like an also... ornithologist. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. If it's a career, then you're a... Uh... You're like an actual like researcher. Right, you know? which which they've established in Pokemon that there are researchers, right? Oak and Ivy. And only people with tree last names can become a part of this academic circle. It's very esteemed. Maybe the the writers thought that uh, calling a Pokemon watcher like a Pokemonathologist was too big of a word for the target audience. And so they just went with Pokemon watcher. You usually won't accept Oh, but the writers needed to aim this at kids. As I'm not like saying I accept it. Oh, okay, okay. I'm just saying maybe that was the reason. It's a reason, not an excuse. I got exactly. you. Exactly. Gotcha. Exactly. Well, Kellen, there's going to be a lot of excuses this week. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's not good. You know why? Why? Well, okay, listeners, every week I do a bit, right? I either write a skit or have a top 10 list about something. And, uh, man, I let everybody down. I, I, I couldn't make a list this week, Kellen. How dare you? I know, I, I messed up. It's like, it's like the one thing I know, you it's do the on one podcast. thing I do, and I, I feel really sorry for it. But I don't, I don't have a good Better. reason. But you know what I do have? What? Excuses. These are the top 10 excuses uh, why I couldn't make a bit this week. <laughs> <laughs> that was, I don't know if that was clever or stupid. <laughs> that that is both. what I thrive to make people question. Yeah. Maybe both. Yeah. All right. So number 10, the top 10 excuse of why I couldn't make a bit this week. Number 10, my feet hurt. It's a class. Let's get out of the way. <laughs> yeah. My feet were sore. Yeah. I had to go to work. Oh. <laughs> All right. Number nine, Saturn and Jupiter were too aligned. Mm, yeah, mm. you got to use that astrology as an excuse. Yes, yes. Everyone else does. Well, it's it's huge in, in Pokemon Twitter probably, right? Yeah. Right, probably. guys? No, I don't think it is at all. Mercury is in the microwave. <laughs> Aurora Borealis is in your kitchen. <laughs> this time of year. I think we we should try to reference the steamed ham memes every single Every episode. week? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah then we'll win the steamed ham award. Yeah. Number eight. Well, my cats finally decided to write their novel, and they used up all the ink. Mm, and I'm a classic, classic. pen and yeah. paper guy, right? Yeah, I've yeah I've seen your notes. They, they are something else. They are something. Abstract art. I could not read them. You're not supposed to. <laughs> Number seven. I started headbanging to Painkiller by Judas Priest and could not stop. It took me a full week to recover. I just stopped headbanging. That song kicks ass. <laughs> Sounds like good a uh, good way to get whiplash. Oh, very good. Yeah, I had to go to ER. And they said, do you want some painkillers? And I screamed and ran out of the ran out of the office. Number six, a dog ate my list. A virtual dog who can eat things off of hard drives. I know I said <laughs> I used pen and paper, but my backup was to use a computer. Yeah, you're, you're contradicting yourself here. Huh? <laughs> it was the backup excuse to the other excuse. <laughs> Yo, dog, we heard you like excuses. 
we put excuses into your excuses exactly. so you can excuse yourself while excusing yourself. And that's exactly what we're doing. Number mm-hmm. five, I just couldn't get past Pokemon, more like make a joke on. Am I right? And and that's nothing. So that is, yeah, that is absolutely nothing. nothing. And that's where we stalled. Pokemon, I hardly knew I'm on. Oh, I love that I've <laughs> cursed you with that. <laughs> Although that's Number better than any joke I've made. <laughs> yeah, it is. Yeah. Number four, I asked a genie for the ultimate list-making ability, and my wish was granted, but with the caveat that all my lists have to involve Polly Shore. It's a Those curse. pesky genies. Those pesky genies and their monkey paws. Number three, I just had a list Polly Shore movies, and that went no- nowhere. Top ten Polly Shore <laughs> movies. Encino Man, Jury Duty, Biodome. I gotta look up other ones. Oh, he was in a Goofy movie. <laughs> I didn't know that. Uh, Son-in-Law. Uh, is that it? <laughs> <laughs> oh, and Polly Shore is Dead, the weird uh, self-referential mockumentary they made. Can't even make a top ten. I can't even make a top ten. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> In order to create the ultimate bit, I decided to go full method acting, but for top 10 lists. Everything in my life became a bit. If I was cooking a meal, it had to have 10 ingredients, all ranked. If I was doing laundry, (laughs) I could only wash the top 10 pieces of clothing. I became nothing but lists and lists became me. Nothing could leave my top 10 list mind prison. Ideas could not penetrate to the iron list bars, and content could not dig a hole behind a pinup poster to escape. So yeah, that's why I couldn't make a list for the podcast. Mm, of course, yeah. Yes, of course. And number one. I didn't want to. Food poisoning. I'm human, uh, aren't I? Yeah. Yeah, that's a rough one. That's a I, rough one. I would not make lists if I had food poisoning again. That's that fair. That's very fair. bad. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, I want to quickly touch on one thing I've been I've been looking at okay. or watching this last week before Let's we, get, we don't want it. we want to get into this stuff quick because it's three episodes. It's today. a triple but baby. I want to talk about a show I watched over the last week or so called Mr. D. I just want to I just want to put it out there that everybody should watch Mr. D. It is a great so this show. Is a Canadian comedy. Canadian sitcom. Right? Yeah. Of uh, an underqualified teacher teaching social sciences. He's supposed to be a phys ed teacher, but he knows nothing about what he's talking about. And it is the cringiest show you will ever watch (laughs) in your entire life. Like worse than season one of The Office. (laughs) If you like the cringy parts of The Office, take those parts, multiply the cringe by 300% and like triple the amount of them. And you've got Mr. D. And it is crazy. wonderful. <laughs> it's great. The first like three seasons are decent. They're okay. Season four to eight are brilliant. They're so funny. I will urge our audience if you haven't check out Canadian comedy shows. Like mm-hmm. I, I, there's things that we don't do well, markably like every other genre of television. <laughs> <laughs> but we're we're good with comedy. Like even back in the old days, SCTV. So that gave the world John Candy and um. Uh, who's the guy? Uh, oh my God, I'm picturing him. And Catherine O'Hara and uh, Eugene, uh, Levy. Eugene Levy. Thank you. And Speaking so, of like, Eugene Levy, Shit's Creek, Creek Canadian Creek, comedy, Canadian comedy. Kim's Convenience is very good yes, too. Love it. Uh, Corner Gas, Corner Gas, classic. Last time, uh, you, you know, a little while ago, I was on vacation in the states, and we met some uh, about sixty year old Americans on like a. A wine tasting tour, actually, we went on, okay? Oh. I know, very bougie. Oh. Uh, I don't even really like wine, but Sh- Shauna does. And that, uh, the wine things, is The nasty. things you do for love. Uh, no, it can be really good. Some of it was really no. good. But... I've never tasted a wine I, I like the taste of. 
You, you just don't like alcohol, and that's fine. But okay, so that too. So these sixty-year-old Americans started talking to us about. He's like, "Hey, you're from Canada. There's this Canadian t- TV show I love, Red Green." <laughs> oh yeah, <laughs> I haven't you, seen that one actually. Oh my god, that is kind of old now, and just like weird and wacky. It's like set up like it's a. Uh, I mean, it would be like YouTube before YouTube. It's set up like it's a guy in his shed making like home improvement videos for you, <laughs> except he's like terrible and like messes things up and oh, stuff. That's great. It is great. It's very oh, okay. weird. <laughs> Not a comedy, but you know another another good Canadian show? What's that? Canada's Worst Driver. Oh, That sounds like a comedy. <laughs> wonderful. It, 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 yeah, it's it is like a of, reality is, comedy, right? Yeah. It's, oh, it's brilliant. It's beautiful. There you go. Anyway. That sounds Watch horrible. Canadian comedies, people. That's your lesson for today. Check out Mr. D. There you go. Good recommendation. All right. Uh, Pokemon? Yeah. What, what You want to run us through the episodes we're covering today? Yeah. Today we're looking at three episodes. We're looking starting with uh, Pokemon Double Trouble, or in Japanese, Tag Battle, The Final Gym, and The Wacky Watcher, or in Japanese, Koi King, The Secret of Evolution. And then finally, The Stun Spore Detour, or in Japanese, Neo Romo and Kasumi, which is a boring name. So let's jump into Pokemon Double Trouble, shall we? Yes, we shall. On the double, we mean trouble. So uh, this week we're on Kumquat Island. Now, I, I, this is a tough one. I don't know if this is a, a fruit or anything. <laughs> yeah, enough Kumquat's um, a fruit. Yeah. Is Kumquat a citrus? I don't know if I've ever had a Kumquat. It, it, it could be a, a weird dated insult. <laughs> you Kumquat. <laughs> um, I don't know if kumquat. I've ever had a Kumquat either. Scientific name, Citrus Japonica. So I'm assuming it is a citrus. It looks like a citrus, yeah. They were previously classified like as forming the now historical genius Fortune Island or placed within Citrus Sensu Lato. Yeah, they look like little oranges. They look like oranges. Yeah. They look like oranges, but you sat on it. Yeah, they look like weird shaped oranges. Yeah. So that's 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 that one. Uh they're <laughs> running out of names here. So uh the fourth and final gym though is on this island. And mm-hmm. Ash is looking for that because he needs his final gym badge. If Ash loses and acts like a baby. Tracy and Misty say, at least we're in a nice place. And this is a nice place. So it's like a luxurious resort island. Huge hotels right along the beach uh, and hot springs, apparently. Yeah, Misty has no confidence in Ash, as per usual. No. (laughs) Uh, But some loud woman is promoting her hotel on the street. Come check it out and you'll check right in, she says. Wow, wow. Ash isn't looking for a vacation, though. Uh, Tracy and Misty are. Yeah, so they're like, you do your gym thing, we're gonna lounge, because this Mm -hmm. place rules. And so this woman, this loud woman, spots the gang walking away, and she sees Ash from the back. She's like, my boy, my boy. And she races to them and smothers Ash in her chest. Yes, she does. Uh, And we will not make anime mom jokes. No, we, I won't. I can't. Not. I we can't say not. anything about you. I can. I can hold it. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. It's too easy. It's too easy, Kellen. I'm better than that. Yeah, lucky I'm guy, right? Better though. than like, that. Geez, that was, uh, okay, so she smothers that was Ash mom joke. Uh, in her uh, heavy set bosom and uh, yells, "Travis, her large you personalities. You don't re- huge tracts of land." Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what? You, you don't know that reference? Do I don't you? know that one. That's a Monty Python reference. <laughs> Ah, what movie? Is that from, uh, yeah, that's from Holy Grail, isn't it? Is it? I, I haven't seen so. Holy Grail in a long time. Uh, okay, so the a dad is selling off his son, like, to get married, basically, right? In, like, medieval days. And he's, like, selling him on the woman. And he's, like, describing her in different ways. And, yeah, that's what he says. She's got huge tracts of land. <laughs> <laughs> 
classic, classic. I need to rewatch that then. I need to like watch through the whole like Monty Python oh, filmography. It, great or film, great back, yeah. back log. I, I mm-hmm. mean, Life of Brian is an absolute banger. And then there's like kind of one-off episodes of what's it called, Flying Circus, that are like phenomenal. But watching Flying Circus as a whole is kind of a weird experience because some of it's so weird <laughs> like <laughs> like really pushes the boundaries of weird there's one that sounds I, like my kind of there's thing. one i vividly remember where there's like okay so there's there's these uh marshmallow aliens that invade a uh, britain okay and okay and what they do no one knows exactly what their plan is and it turns out that all they want to do here is win wimbledon and the aliens <laughs> have perfected a ray that turns people into scots so they make everybody Scottish so that they can win Wimbledon because the punchline is that Scots are bad at tennis. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I know. I <laughs> said so that when I was like 14, <laughs> it was like, I got to rethink what humor is. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go back to uh, the hotel lady. She grabs Ash and says, Travis, you don't remember your mummy wummy? And he goes, my name's Ash and I already have a mom. <laughs> So, yeah, she thinks this is her son, Travis, who also had a Pikachu and apparently looks just like Ash. But we see him in a flashback. And no, he does not. No, not really. (laughs) He does have a Pikachu. He's got little marks under his eyes, but that's like it. She really misses Travis, I think it is. So uh, Travis went away to be his own Pokemon master, we hear. So he's a lot like Ash. But then, uh-oh, there's someone screaming. You gotta look at uh, what's going on over there. It's a giant Mecha Rhydon. All right, so Team Rocket comes into this episode swinging. This is like their coolest tool yet. (laughs) Oh, yeah. A giant ride on mech. And it rises out of the water, Godzilla-esque. And Team Rocket's doing their chant from the mech. Damn, they look cool. Yeah, very much so. Up there with uh, Kangaskhan mech. Right, right. And this one, I I think, think is even a little bit more impressive than the Kangaskhan one. Yeah, it is. Like, the Kangaskhan one looked a little scuffed in places, but this is a fairly nice-looking mech. It is. Yeah. It looks like a ride-on. They got a lot of budget big. this time from the boss. Yeah. So they emerge from the sea. It is a massive, massive mech. Uh, normal motto, except for, like, Meowth doesn't say Meowth. He just says that's right, but whatever. Hmm. They claim Robo-Ride-On is dangerous, but environmentally safe. And it's Pokemon-powered. We see Arbok and Lickitung running on the treadmills, providing power. Weezing's up in the mouth. Providing the attacks. <laughs> yeah, and the thing about the attack here is is they are launching the attack, so this like little uh, mechanized hammer comes down, boops the wheezing, tells it to make the attack, and Jesse thinks it's going to be a hyper beam, and it is just smog again. Turns out that James said he was going to teach wheezing hyper beam and did not. Can wheezing learn hyper beam, Kellen? Via TM, yes. Ah, okay. So, they so James didn't go TM. find that TM. Yeah, where where is uh? Let me let me take a look. See here, where in in Gen One do you get a uh, a hyper beam TM? Big old H beam. I'm gonna assume the game corner. That sounds like it's kind of thing. Rocket game corner. He didn't get five thousand five hundred points to get a hyper beam. Rocket TM. game corner. That's in the family. Yeah, but you think they give Team Rocket discounts? They gave him a mech, but yeah, I get what I you're saying. I get what you're I saying. don't think they do. Yeah. Yeah, uh, he didn't teach Hyperbeam yet. He meant to. He's. I don't think he's ever going to. And then we get these weird red frames. Oh, I thought they were cool. Like these stills, right? They of were the cool, robot, but they like, were terrorizing weird. the beach. 
Yeah. They, so they claim this thing is environmentally friendly, but they're also filling the air with a poisonous gas, so I don't really know. Yeah, and destroying the beach. They probably ripped yeah. up some coral or something. Yeah. <laughs> so Ash, Ash tries, runs in front of the Rhydon, tries to Tiananmen Square it, and they don't run him over. And that's why this episode is not shown in China. Thank you. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Jesse's power tripping during this whole thing. Hail oh, yeah. the conquering Rhydon, she screams. Poison sting from Arbok. Uh, but uh, this lady has Alakazam reflected Ooh, for sick. Alakazam and tells Team Rocket to leave. She's like, yeah. get out of here. Leave her exact words. Ah. Fuck off. You're scaring away the customers. <laughs> Jesse calls her grandma. Like, Go away, grandma. <laughs> and then gets really offended when Misty like hits her back with uh, calling her an old witch. Right. Glass houses, Jesse. Glass houses. Meowth is immediately sweating because he's like, oh man, Jesse's going to freak out. <laughs> and then he oh, makes it again. worse. He says, well, Misty ain't an expert in aging like you are. <laughs> <laughs> and Jesse does that big head animation. Yeah, classic. Jesse's like 25, though. Maybe I'm saying this because I'm 25 now and it's, I don't want to feel old. So there is this weird, that is not old at all. So there, there's this weird Feels thing old. in anime and JRPGs too, though, where like they'll have like an old guy and, and, and he's like 19, <laughs> you find out later. In Hunter Hunter, it's like Leorio, like, okay, you anime fans now. I, he, they call him like the old guy and he's in like a suit all the time and he's like 19. <laughs> And same with, I think, um, Oron from uh, uh, Final Fantasy X. They also mock him about being old all the time. He's like, from the old days, he fought in the old war. He's like, he's like 30. <laughs> like, oh, geez. man. Yeah, anime is not good for like, if you're, if you're worried about feeling old. <laughs> well, then there's a bunch of people that are like 5,000 years old. Right, but they Where's look like they're toddlers. <laughs> yeah, and it's weird and yeah. uh, gross for yeah. some people. Yeah. So uh anyway so this lady's the gym leader we learned right she's part of the orange crew you're not gonna fuck around on my island when i'm the gym leader blah 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 it's a big reveal jesse sass is back i don't care if you're in the orange crew or the grapefruit league hey oh good job jesse you figured it out citrus took longer than i did well, apparently, according to Bulbapedia, and you know, we're we're Canadian. I did not know this, but that is the name of uh, Major League Baseball's spring training camp. It's called the the Grapefruit League. You could have fooled me. I, yeah, I, 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 don't, mean, I don't know. Sports, go sports. You think I know anything about sports? Big sports about Pokemon ball on fan. The internet. <laughs> yeah. The only balls I throw are Pokeballs. <laughs> throw the ball, get the points, go sport, yay! So smog. So again. smog. <laughs> Alakazam uses Psychic to shut the mouth of the Robo-Rhydon, which fills the Robo-Rhydon with smog. Yeah, there's, there's no, no exhaust, exhaust fan fans. because the boss wouldn't cough up the money. Right, so that's kind of uh, probably also why it doesn't have weapons, eh? <laughs> the Pokemon-powered mm-hmm. <laughs> thing. So that, 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 that makes me wonder, how much of this did the boss pay for? Does he cover a percentage? Or does he give them a stipend and the rest of the, the construction of the mechs have to come out of their own pockets? I think that he gives them flat budgets, but I'm actually not even sure. Actually, other references to this wouldn't have us believe that they give liquid money, though. Like, it'd be more like he'll give them the mech. Like, and I think yeah. it's kind of like rejects from other things, you know? Uh, this is we're, we're testing Mark Three on the real mission with Butch and Cassidy tomorrow. You get Mark Two because you'll screw it up. <laughs> I just wonder if, like, d- d- does he give them the budget for making the mech? And then, like, like a business, they have to, like, r- hold on to their expense reports. 
make sure that they spent all the money and they're not just like holding it and and like t- telling Giovanni they used all the money and then like they couldn't get an extra couple hundred for exhaust ports. I think that uh-huh. I think that if that know. was the situation, because like I think that'd be a more effective way to operate the business. But I think if that was the situation, we would have seen more really bizarre spending from this Team Rocket duo. Like I think Meow we would see take a lot it of bizarre spend it spending. all on fish. I think there even was, even worse though. There was the one time it was a giant cake. I mean, that was pretty bizarre. That's true, so. actually. And the tickle bot. That was weird. Yeah. That was a weird one. You think those were more off the books kind of things? Like they said they were building a mech and oh, maybe. built a tickle bot. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. And then then they embezzled the rest. And then that's what causes Giovanni to be like, okay, everyone has to file expense reports and we need to keep track of every single penny because I'm not I'm not paying you to make fucking tickle bot. If you're embezzling from a criminal organization, is it a crime? Ooh. Good question. I have no idea. Throw that to the listeners. I Shout us it, out in the comments. I, I what think do you it think? Probably just makes enemies you don't want to have <laughs> is embezzlement a crime if it's from a criminal syndicate i mean Great robin question. hood <laughs> yeah it's a robin hood situation I, I would say it's technically a crime but i think it puts more good in the world you know mm, okay so yeah so ash has charizard use takedown on this thing which i felt like it was a weird decision like it's a giant robot you're gonna you're just gonna throw your dragon at it it kind of works That's, yeah throw your dragon at it, it. That's I mean, not a works. euphemism, right? Throw your yeah, dragon no. at it. Yeah. It works. My question is, should it? I don't know. <laughs> but uh, James hits a little button by accident, which uh, starts whipping Arbok and Lickitung, causing Arbok to release a spew of acid burning a hole in the robot. Right. So now it's got a belly button, and this is where Charizard switches to his more ubiquitous Flame attack drawer. form. Flamethrower right through the belly button hole. Mech blows up. Kaboom! And uh, I believe James says, or, or I don't know, it's a James ring at the camera, but they go, our ride-ons off. Oh, yeah. <laughs> ride-on. I missed that one. It's ride-off. That's hilarious. And they go blasting off again. Nailed and that's it. all we'll see of Team Rocket. They're done for this episode. They're, definitely, they're in and out. They're definitely episodes where you can see the writers actively being like, we've got enough material without yeah. Team Rocket. <laughs> Let's get them out of the way right off the bat. This is not a Team Rocket episode. This is an Ash Progress episode. So let's yeah. just get them in, get them out, and then we'll we'll go back we'll to them at on. the very end. Yeah. And we'll see what they're up to. And then that's it. So Ash challenges this lady to a gym match. She accepts. This is Luana, I believe her name is. Yeah, Luana. We've been here for a while. Yeah, so uh, her gym is at the hotel, actually, which she was uh, trying to advertise for earlier. Tracy and Misty are going to get to have that fun that they wanted during the match. Uh, Apparently, they're getting a deluxe suite. That's sweet. A line from Mr. Tracy that I thought had some real burn potential, but no one reacted to it. They say, Ash can have his match, and we can have a good time. (laughs) Yeah, that was a burn, but it was like, I think they just understand each other so well that yeah. Ash wasn't insulted. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, I don't care. It's like, it's just, it's like what are you You're doing right, on this journey then? Bird. Yeah. yeah. So anyways, yeah, they get a deluxe suite. We see Pokemon doing some calisthenics. It's right. It's a gym at the gym. Pokemon are working out. This is the nicest gym Tracy's ever seen. It's like a stadium, he says. Apparently, when we're seeing the Pokemon work out, there's a, a cut scene from this episode now where we see Jinx in one of the places, and it's just cut because it's oh, Jinx. Oh, they edited that? Yeah. How better than... Just pulling the episode. Yeah. Be very annoying. So, uh, yeah, Battlefield. Tracy says, it's almost like a stadium. 
Yeah, Thank almost, you, Tracy. Tracy. <laughs> yeah, almost. Yeah, it's almost like it is. A you stadium. might as well call it a Pokemon Stadium out yeah. now on the N64. <laughs> Purchase at Toys R Us. And so uh, Luana challenges Ash to what uh, her gym's gimmick is going to be, and it is a double battle, two Pokemon at a time. What's interesting is if a, even a single Pokemon goes down, that team loses. Apparently, which is dumb. But it's it's interesting because like it is a precursor to something we'll see not even in Generation Two. It doesn't happen in Generation Three with double battles. That was a big deal. I remember seeing that in Nintendo Power. People mm-hmm. were losing their mind. Two Pokemon at once. What's coming to the A lot of strategy. A lot of strategic thinking you can uh, throw in with double battles. That's the main format now. Synergies. VGC. Yeah. Oh really? Just because it's yeah. more interesting. Yeah, and it goes a little faster too. They don't want mm-hmm. matches going on for like half hour. Right. So yeah, two Pokemon at a time. Tracy says, it sounds to me like battling in a double Pokemon match is almost the same as a double tennis match. Tracy, that no, it's not. What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> I know. He was just like, let's name sports where two people work together. <laughs> sports ball. Yay. Uh, but then well, we, we get a little get a bit nice where animation of Ash plays and tennis. Pikachu playing tennis. Yeah. It very looks, cute. It is very cute. Mario Tennis out now on N64. <laughs> <laughs> The match will be in the morning, so they have a, a free night, and they get full use of the hotel. Pikachu washes Togepi. Very cute. We're in a hot tub. Yeah. Ash is pondering who to use. So he wants to take Pikachu. He's of being course. a little clever here. At least it sounded clever to me, but you'll probably point out why it's stupid uh, for some reason that I, I can't comprehend. But he says he needs a <laughs> ghost or a bug to fight Alakazam. Well, let's take a look-see here. Wow. In Gen 1, in Gen 1, Ghost was supposed to be strong against Psychic. We've been over this, but Ghost was immune, or Psychic was immune to Ghost. Even if it wasn't immune to Ghost, only Ghost moves were Nightshade, which does set damage, or Lick, which sucks. Uh, bugs are pretty weak in Gen 1. The best move is, like, Twin Needle, which is only on Beedrill, and Beedrill's pretty crap, not to mention weak to Psychic. Uh, other than that, there's really no good bug moves. So, like, the only two types that are super effective against uh, Psychic in Gen 1 are either not super effective because they fucked up the programming, or Bug, which sucks in Gen 1. Hmm, okay. So, Was he better right off just, like, that those it. are the weaknesses, like, officially? Officially, yeah, they are. Well, that's um, progress for Ash. He at least it is that. technically, but like bug moves are so weak in Gen One that like a neutral, yeah. a neutral flamethrower from Charizard is going to do way more than a deal. super effective Twin Needle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, there you go. So he's actually in an okay situation. Yeah, you know, you should be fine. But uh, Misty says, without those, you're in hot water, and Ash promptly drowns. <laughs> he passes out of the hot tub. He's beat red. Tracy goes, at least you won't have to warm up for the match. <laughs> so the next day, it's match time. <laughs> match the time. Uh, the announcer I noted is very clearly Brock's voice actor. Oh, okay. Just I believe he note. played a cop in an episode too. Right? Yeah, I think SWAT, so. SWAT officer? SWAT officer, yeah. So <laughs> He's getting around. They took away Brock, and they were like, okay, uh, we'll give you a couple of side characters you can you can voice for. No, this here. is actually Brock. He's he's wanted to, like, keep tabs on them the whole time, <laughs> so he's been picking up odd jobs and following them from an arm's length. Sure, yeah. <laughs> That'd be wild. So, uh, Luana is going to use Alakazam and Marowak, and Ash goes with Pikachu and Charizard. Yeah, so we've met all these Pokemon before, and the big thing is that they got to work together. Right, so mm-hmm. they're saying, are Pikachu and Charizard gonna work together? Ash thinks they will. They're already in fighting. Yeah, Charizard uh, is still kind of his old self and wants to just fight alone. He does. He don't need help. It's a strong, right. independent Charizard. 
Right. Don't need no Pikachu. He finally had that moment where he's realized what the rest of the team is for, but he's still the the starting quarterback in his eyes. Yeah, you know. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, match begins. Pikachu runs. Charizard burns Pikachu's tail and goes for a tackle, which he can't learn. It's they get scratched. Charmander gets scratched in oh, not tackle. That's not how the game works. Check it. No, no. Uh, Alakazam. Goes for Psychic, which freezes him in midair, and we yeah, get... Stops Charizard cold. Beautiful detective lines from Misty and Tracy. Um, after Luana says, you know, Alakazam, use a Psychic attack, one of them goes, Alakazam's using Psychic attack. <laughs> and the other goes, it's working. I think that it's Psychic. <laughs> <laughs> it's and I think it's Jesus. an attack. <laughs> wow. These Pokemon are fighting. True. Yep. We're in a stadium. Wow. Thanks, well, Tracy. Not only are, is Tracy a Pokemon watcher, but we are also Pokemon uh, literary. That's not the word. That's what I, I do know. later. <laughs> yeah. But how do you say, like, literally? So these literal, literal Pokemon interpreters? Sure. Yeah. I have no idea what you're trying to say. Well, that, that was a trade wreck. So yep. much like Pikachu and Charizard's teamwork right now. So, yeah, look at that. <laughs> Pikachu uses a Thundershock, but he hits Charizard instead. Ash is screaming, <laughs> help him, don't hurt him. Yeah, he, he, he wanted him to Thundershock Alakazam to release Charizard, but yeah, Pikachu's like, yeah, I'm going to be a little stinker. I'm going to shock him Charizard. I'm going to my tail, <laughs> bitch. And so uh, Marowak goes for the Bone Meringue. Alakazam uh, uses Psych again, takes Charizard back up, drops him down. Bone Meringue comes back around. Wa-boom, boom, boom. Uh, even though Charizards are flying type and Bone Meringue is the ground type and should not be able to hit Charizard or whatever. But it's a bone. Ah, but Pikachu it's sees it now. Charizard type. Charizard is uh, pretty badly hurt and kind of starts understanding. Oh, fuck. Okay, we got to work together here. This isn't good. Right. We got to put our differences yeah, aside. Yeah, clearly Marowak and Alakazam are working together and that is the big disadvantage. Mm-hmm. And so Alakazam goes for it again. Pikachu finally helps, lifts off a big thunder. Onto Alakazam, lets Charizard go, and then Pikachu and Charizard give, give each other, like, the nod. Like, let's right. do this. Let's fucking <laughs> yeah, do Yeah, like, it. they saw each other in the hallway between periods. <laughs> yeah. Like, what's so, up? Yeah. So, <laughs> but it, but that, that, that's the, the upward nod, when you go, sup? Yeah. This was more of, like, the downward nod. We're like, yeah, we know. That's we're gonna like, do we're this. We're in this. We're in yeah. this. Yeah. There, all, all the nods, all the nod directions have very specific meanings. Oh, totally. Get, get, the, get totally. it straight. Yeah. Sideways nod is like, cut it out. We're not talking about that right now. <laughs> Either that or look over there. Look over there. Oh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so Mar- uh, Marowak goes for body slam. Uh, well, he hits, hits Pikachu. Pikachu yeah. But Charizard catches him in his wing. That is cool. Teamwork, baby. Teamwork. Electric guitar gym theme. <laughs> Comes right, on and in. Pikachu Breaks jumps up. on Charizard's back, flies into the air, dodging the bone meringue barrage. Yeah, and flying Thunderbolt hits Marowak. Does nothing. Thank God. Thank God. Right. You're saying that because ground is immune to electricity. Because Marowak is a ground type. Right. right, right. Finally. But it did stop the attack. The Marowak attack. Apparently. Yeah. Yeah. So Alakazam is charging up a Hyper Beam, which you would not want to do because Hyper Beam is a physical move and Alakazam's physical defense or physical stats are hot garbage. Wow. Lots of not how the game works this episode. Mm -hmm. Neat. Well, I mean, Alakazam learns Hyper Beam. You just wouldn't want to do that. Right. I get it. I get it. His physical attack is. It's not how the game works strategically. Yeah, its special attack is almost three times the size of its physical attack. So Ash screams to Charizard, go up, 
They fly upwards. The boat comes flying back under Charizard last moment. Boom, hits Alakazam. Knocking both of them out, and Ash has officially won his fourth and final gym badge. Woohoo! Lorna gets in the badge. It's called the, the Jade, Jade Star. Star badge. And now he can compete for the Orange League trophy, but he must be the leader of the Orange crew. Right, and this is uh, another competition, much like the Indigo League one, it sounds like. Yeah, we'll see it uh, We'll see it next week. Oh, really? It starts like Yeah. Cool. We're there. Yeah. It's uh, we we're in the final month of Orange Islands already. We're at the league, baby. We're getting there. Orange Islands is very short, so yeah. Uh, she says Ash has a chance, but only if he works together. Aw, what a good lesson. Yeah. So the gang leaves on Lapras, and and now the only last thing is we do get T Rocket's sight here. Yeah, but uh, Luana tells them to if you say if you see Travis, say hi and send him my love, and I'm I'm willing to bet here. Uh, take my word for it. We will never meet Travis ever. <laughs> I know, it's almost like the writers just write one-off episodes and yeah. they never get a job again. Oh, <laughs> that's sad. Yeah, the, the contract, the freelance contract writers, they, they hire for one single episode and then they're like, I think eh, they got the writers eh. off of Fiverr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> single person each episode. Man, imagine. That, that is, was that just is a the joke. Least, I love the writer. <laughs> that is the least efficient way to write a TV show, I think. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, we see Team Rocket. They're stuck in uh, on either like a big boulder or the wreckage of the Robo Rhydon. I don't know. Yeah, I don't really know either. We just get the quip from James No Man is an Island. Haha. Uh-huh. We'll and then they're like, we need help. We need to call the boss. And they're like, no, we can't tell the boss. We, he can't find out we wrecked the Robo Rhydon. And so they're in this catch 22 situation. They see a boat. They're like, oh my God, get over here. We need help. We need help. But what if it's the boss? We don't need help. We don't need help. <laughs> the boss just sails around the Orange Islands randomly. Apparently. Oh, enough. So yeah, James, James says, no man is an island. And Jesse retorts back, well, you're no man. Ooh, Ooh, burn. Feisty. That is the episode. Yes, let's get into literary hour. This is where we try to compare it to literature. So it's the power of friendship. You got to work in teams. I'm going with the literary classic 2003 Sonic Heroes on the GameCube. <laughs> where you game. had to play as a team. It was probably, it was on Xbox and PS2 as well, right? It was on like all of the games. Yeah, it was systems, on everything, yeah. right? Yeah. It's on PC, I think, too. Wow. PC release from Sega in 2003. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Uh, no. Three Musketeers. <laughs> I was going to say, is that the whole thing? <laughs> no, Three Musketeers. One for all, all for one. You know them. They got to uh, work together. Yeah, I've had the chocolate bar. Yeah, exactly. Actually, the I don't think I have. Bar. I haven't either. That's American, isn't it? Is it? I don't know. I've never Probably. had one. Yeah, I don't know if I've ever seen Maybe one. Maybe it's French. I mean, the Three Musketeers are French. I don't know. Who knows? Yeah, well, our true literary hour is Sonic Heroes. Are you going to pick Sonic Team, which was Sonic, Knuckles, and Tails, or Dark Team, which was, who was it, Rogue? (laughs) Rouge. Rouge, right, right, right. Her name's Rouge, right. Rouge and Shadow? Shadow and... Robotnik? Nope, nope. Omega. Oh, Omega. E123 Omega. That makes sense. Or Team Rose. Who was Team Rose? Uh, Amy. Amy. Big the Cat. Eldia. Rogi. And who is the other one? Cream the Rabbit. Oh, Cream. That makes sense. And then there was a fourth team. Team Chaotix. Right. And Team Chaotix was like Team Super Deep Cut. (laughs) Yeah. It was like that (laughs) alligator from... Vector the Crocodile. Right. Who was from like a 32X game or a Game Gear game or something. These were from Knuckles Chaotix, I think. 
Right, Necklace of Chaotix is a 32x game. Okay, Vector the Crocodile, and then that that Purple Chameleon. SBO. Okay, and then a B. <laughs> Charmy. Oh, there you go. Charmy the B. Oh my god, there we've done it. A literary hour Kellen got involved with. <laughs> reciting the character choices from Sonic Heroes. I, I played that game when I was very young. It is okay. The main problem with it is that you have to play the same game four times, essentially. Yeah, with uh, but each when team, I was right? But when I was young, there was a... Uh, in my like friend group quote-unquote there was like this rumor that when you beat all four teams then a fifth team unlocks where you play oh. as metal sonic chaos zero and eggman and that was oh not my god the case. that's a sweet rumor though <laughs> that was not the case at all <laughs> that would have been awesome it just unlocks the final boss uh, but i think that playground rumors are awesome but they're the weirdest they're, they're always they were like always wrong there was one time my friend and I were looking up Pokemon Diamond and Pearl cheats, and we found a YouTube video where it's like, if you go in and out of Professor Rowan's lab 20 times, then Mew will appear. Oh, That makes no sense. No, it but we tried it. But you did it. And it didn't yeah. work. You're like, yeah. oh, let's try it 40 times. Maybe 60 yeah. times. <laughs> anyway. Yeah, well, so we, better, we better rank Decent this, game. baby. Yeah, let's rank it for Pokemon Double Trouble. This is the four for the plastic pinball picture of objective rankings. Pulling two categories at random here, and we will rank the episode based on those seemingly arbitrary categories. What do we got first, Caleb? Well, this is a good one. First one, not how the game works. Oh my god, I said that 20 times. Okay, you I had did. a ton of reasons. I didn't understand I had, I had any of them. <laughs> but they sounded very promising. Uh, okay, so what was it? Charizard can't learn tackle. Right, there was some type kind of stuff. Ghost and bug are technically super effective, but wouldn't be your best choices. Bone meringue shouldn't have affected the flying Bone meringue should not have affected Charizard. You wouldn't use Hyper Beam for an You wouldn't use a Hyper Beam with an Alakazam, not in Gen 1. I think that was all of them. Yeah. But those are pretty good. Okay. Oh, uh, double battles aren't a thing in Gen 1. Ooh. There you go. Or two. So. And they wouldn't work. By that, if what Pokemon and they don't work by that, yeah, by that uh, same metric. Oh, yeah, it's gonna be at least uh, seven point nine two, eight point six. Whoa, it's higher than I think any other. Not how the game works. That's true, actually. No, yeah, you're right. I gotta bump this up a little. You know what? You know what? Screw these pedantic decimal points. I'm gonna flat nine. Oh, look at that. Flat nine. Eight point eight for not how the game works. Let's category number two. Which will be the, ooh, the perceived smell of the episode. Okay, well, it smells like a resort. I, I mean, I do like the beach smells. It's nice to be at a resort. I imagine they have like a lot of like fancy perfumes. And like some mm-hmm. of these resorts, they actually like consciously think about how their lobbies smell to like get yes. people in certain moods. To the hotel like, will smell nice. more or that kind of thing. Yeah, so it would I'm not convinced nice. that the stadium smells nice because people it are Smells there. like a stadium, yeah. Yeah, um, uh, but does he give me a big smell vibe? Not really, actually. I don't, the beach I don't is there. Get a lot of smell from the stadium. The beaches don't typically peaches don't smell great. I mean, this they got fucking seaweed. And they shit. have a smell though. That's that's they nice. have a smell. It's yes. nice. Uh, like a night. It's a cure. It's a curated beach though, so it would yeah, smell good. Sure. But there's no food in the episode. Usually, like no. we get to like an extravagant town, we would see like a buffet. No food. Mm-hmm. So, uh, ew, I don't know, 4.5? I don't think it smells bad. I don't bad. think these were great reasons, though. Well, I, yeah. I interpret this a little bit different. That is, yeah, is it just about, do. is the smell good or bad, but, like, how perceptive smell is. Yeah, you, you think about how strong is the smell. I think yeah. about, is the smell good or bad. Okay. 
And yeah. I don't think this is a bad smell. I think I mean, I mean the lobby. I think probably smells pretty good. And then like the hot tub area seemed kind of aromatic. So I'm gonna go with the. I'm just gonna go with a six. Okay. So that is a five point two five for perceived smell, which is a seven point oh two five overall for Pokemon Double Trouble. Going into episode uh, one eleven, the Wacky Watcher. This is a weird episode. Very weird. Very weird episode. Uh, kind of fun. Yeah. Because of its right. weirdness. Uh, a little bit mediocre in terms of theme. I, you know, I, I like when we get these sort of flavors of the Pokemon world, get little insights into what makes it buzz. But um, I don't know. Usually when you meet a researcher, there's like maybe a stronger theme that comes with it. And this is just kind of like ha- this episode just happens. Right. Yeah. It just, would, would, it just happens you call and it? it's gone. Would you call it a little wacky? (laughs) (laughs) Not really. Not really. Maybe that's what I'm getting at. He's not that wacky. He's a little wacky, but he's not that wacky. He's not not like a nutty professor, you know? So we're on the sea, heading to the league competition. Right. Tracy takes a bottle of salt water for Pokemon research purposes. This does not come back. (laughs) No. (laughs) Also, what did the... What does that mean, Tracy? Who the fuck knows? Trying to gauge the amount of Magikarp piss in the ocean? I think he just wanted to sound smart in front of his friends, but he just pours it out later. <laughs> yeah, he, <laughs> or he accidentally drinks it. <laughs> no, he he picked it up to drink, and then Misty was like, Tracy, you're not going to drink that, right? And he's like, uh, It's for research. No. <laughs> it's for Pokemon research, Misty. Come on, get, get your with shit the together. program. Yeah, actually, that's so, totally it. You called it. Yeah, so, uh, but something's under the water, something big, big thing. Uh, it's a submarine. Right, which an old man pops out of. Like, triangulates his position or whatever. Has a bunch of tools. Mm-hmm. And we hear his voice for the first time, and it is unlike any other voice we have for any other character ever in the show. Okay. It feels so, very out of place. So, uh, I did need Bulbapedia's help with this, but he's apparently a, a pretty spot-on reference to Groucho Marx. Like from the Marx yes. Brothers comedy group, which is like a hundred years old now, but he is doing like Groucho Marx bits, like stuff that he's famous for, <laughs> and and looks kind of like him too, like with the mustache and stuff. So yeah, remember Groucho Marx, kids? This is him now. <laughs> Feel old yet? <laughs> yeah. It's, it's just a very strange voice in the Pokemon world. You're going to do your, your best Groucho Marx. Like, I'm trying to like... Maybe we should review Duck Soup next episode. Maybe we should. <laughs> he's like, he's like, if my observations are correct, we're about to see something very special. And it's very weird. Yeah, that's I'm, not bad. If my, not if bad. my, it's a little, it's like a little nasally. If my observations are correct, we're about to see something very special. It's nasally, it's coy, and it's like, seductive Ma. but in the least sexual way possible yeah. how there's, do you do baby zero sexuality in this man there's uh he's el riz if i may yeah el riz yeah. <laughs> el riz <laughs> yeah i need some w riz if i do say so myself oh so anyway uh, well, what's the other stupid again. slang you taught me uh uh bush no there's something they say that's what? like lawn gang or something. Lawn gang? <laughs> no, that's not it. They have something stupid there. Mulch gang. That's it. <laughs> I have no idea what you're talking about. Uh, I think that's Zoomer slang. I mean, not Zoomer, younger than you. Alpha. Alpha, alpha slang. Yeah, I have no idea what that is. Never heard of that. All right. Anyway, he's doing something. He's waiting for a school of Pokemon or something. Uh, they nearly capsize everybody. It's Magikarp. He's been waiting for Magikarp. School of Magikarp here to school them. And they've got a bunch of colored bands on their tail fins. That'll come back. G- that Gang will actually come back. doesn't have a clue what's going on. But yeah. uh, this wacky watcher, the titular wacky watcher, knows exactly where they're going. 
Uh, and Tracy sees that the Magic River headed for Rind Island. They're really grasping for straws now, huh? I told you Pulp Island's gotta be coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking Rind. Yeah, so they're off on Rind Island. It's, de- it's a deserted island. But it won't be when we're there, Ash points out. I guess uh-huh. that is kind of how it works. Technically, Ash, yes. sorta. <laughs> and they see the Magic Carp are all swimming upstream on Rind Island. Hmm. And then the weird guy comes run- walking down the path. He's like, oh, good. I've been looking for non-union workers. <laughs> Non-union labor. <laughs> Non-union labor. And then when they're kind of like hesitating, he's like, no time to organize. <laughs> he's handing out these boxes. One for Chew, he says when, chew. He, when he gives it to Pikachu. One for you. One for you. One for you. And one for Chew. <laughs> That's, That's an amazing really. joke. <laughs> so we learn that the wacky watcher's name is Quincy T. Quackenpoker, which is a wonderful name. It's a name on his mother's side. <laughs> Everyone in my family has the name Quackenpoker on my mother's side. Thank you. On <laughs> That's his not how mother's on, side. Not how everyone works. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so he's a famous Magikarp watcher. Yeah, Pokemon watcher. Tracy knows this guy. He knows mm. who Quincy T. Quackenpoker is. Down the path, I guess, pooped Misty wonders what's so great about Matt watching Magikarp. Uh, as Quack and Poker sets its equipment up. You get data. Apparently this little machine can count Magikarp. It can also measure every Magikarp in like length and height, tail size, oxygen efficiency. Yeah, I've got it. I've got it written down if you want. So he's using Go the machine it. to measure 32 factors. He does not 32, 32 factors. But, including fin length, bone structure, muscle density, not to mention size, weight ratios, and oxygen efficiency quotients. And then Missy's like, it can it can measure size and weight ratios. And Quackenpoker's like, I said not to mention that. <laughs> he loves he loves uh, <laughs> this guy sort is of so vaudeville weird. humor. I think yeah. he is Groucho <laughs> Marx, but like oh, teleported probably, yeah. in a Pokemon. <laughs> so uh, yeah, how does this machine do that? That's insane. Just by scanning it. Well, you could do that nowadays, but it would be a digital and it would just use by scanning AI. it as it swims down a river. You can measure like its oxygen levels. Uh, probably ridiculous. not. But I mean, if they have some insight into Magikarp already, that's like, oh, we can tell by like the color of this part. <laughs> I don't know. The length of its penis. Maybe like infrared. Maybe it's got infrared. Maybe. I don't know. Anyway, uh, the ban- he tells he lets us know the bands on the tail fins tell him how long ago the Magikarp left the island. Red means they left one year ago. Blue is two years ago. Yellow is three years ago. Blah, 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 blah. And he notes that they leave as they mature, but every year the Magikarp go back to their birthplace. And Quackapoker figured out Tracy's a Pokemon watcher because Tracy, get this, has been watching the Pokemon. Nailed it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, now that the plot's come to a screeching halt, let me see your sketchbook. That's what Quackenpoker <laughs> says. I, I do, does he, I do does he like say that? The, yeah, word for word? Now that the plot's come <laughs> to a screeching one. halt. <laughs> <laughs> I, I love that sort of self-reference. Part, part of the thing about his voice being so different from any other character is that a lot of times it sounded like he was mumbling, and yep. I couldn't really understand what he was saying. It was hard. I had to listen to parts like multiple times. Yeah, there's one part in one of these episodes where I have no idea what the character says, and I rerounded like four times. I think it's the next episode. Hmm. But yeah, he looks at Tracy's sketchbook, and this is where we go to Team Rocket as they're spying in. Right. They want Pikachu, classic, whatever. But then Jesse reminds them, hey, Magikarp evolve into Gyarados. If we get all these Magikarp, train them up, we can rule the world. 
Whoa. So simple a first grader could follow. And Meowth goes, well, I never went to kindergarten. I never went to kindergarten. Now let's get a mess of Magikarp. And the Magikarp are swimming up the waterfall. Which is pretty cool. Tracy gets it. They swim around all year to build strength so they can get up the falls. And most are too weak to get up, though. Yeah, they skip leg day. And then Quack and Poker talks about something. The only part about this conversation I wrote down is, it took me three years to grow this mustache. <laughs> okay, I missed that. So he, <laughs> he didn't have the mustache when he first started with this I guess whole so. band experiment. <laughs> well, now he's got a big bull mustache. Big bull mustache. Bigger he's, than I could ever he's fucking He's got to keep it growing just to like, it, it's also part of how he tells time for these men. Yeah. <laughs> Once it gets down to my knees, I'll know it's been a decade since I've been starting to watch Magic Harp. Your impression is not bad. It's getting slowly better. It's getting slowly better. All right, so we've got Team Rocket with nets next. Don't swing. Like, they're holding, like, like bug nets, basically. Yeah. They're like, don't swing until you see the scales on their tails. Like, they're right by where all the Magikarp are coming by. And it turns out that they don't have money for Pokeballs. <laughs> Jesse gets angry about this, to which uh, Meowth says... Anger is no excuse for ending a sentence with two prepositions. <laughs> That's incredible. <laughs> Meowth would love to meet my father. Why? He makes that joke? Or he no, ends he's his a, sentences in prepositions? No, he's a he's a grammar guy. Oh, he's grammar. one of those guys. He's one of those people where if you if you say me and whatever, he'll go, me and who? Me and uh, who? Because he wants you to yeah. say I. No, because he wants you to go, go the person and me. Ah. Uh. Okay, yeah. Okay, okay. I don't give a fuck about grammar. No, I'm just kidding. I like grammar sometimes. Does he does he stickle about who and whom? No. Grandpa might though. Ah, okay, okay. Yeah, I guess that's um, like less common. I, I don't really give it much of a shit about most grammar things. The one the one that really bothers me is when people say I seen. Oh yeah. Hate that. Yeah. Well Can't I stand I, it. I, I seen I seen what you're talking about. Don't you fucking dare. So the other one, okay, you know how I remember the difference between good and well is uh, this quote from 30 Rock where Trace, where someone uses uh, good in, inappropriately and he goes, Superman does good. You're doing well, son. <laughs> and <laughs> okay. that's how I remember. <laughs> Superman does good. <laughs> so uh, the Magikarp are coming up the waterfall, getting ready to catch them, and we get a little fun music. I like this mm. little upbeat little tune. It's fun new and uh james catches one in his net but then it starts flopping away it flies out of the net and drags team rocket down the falls <laughs> yeah ash thinks that he heard screaming is someone in trouble and uh crack and poker ignores what could actually be a pretty serious concern to make a joke <laughs> you'll, you'll be in trouble if we're too late to see the magic carp evolve and everybody forgets the screaming because they're like evolve, evolve. <laughs> that's a big deal so then suddenly we're at a lake, assumedly on top of the waterfall. Yeah, assumedly. And we hear most of the Magikarp won't evolve today. They're not strong enough yet. And uh, he comments on Pikachu and Ash's relationship being very, very close. Shock you communicate things. shockingly well. Shockingly and Ash says, well. I'll leave the shocking to Pikachu. <laughs> Whoa. Fire it back they and forth. all laugh Which and go up for ice cream. <laughs> But uh, he, he explains his fascination with Magikarp. He's like, one, one day, I, as a boy, I woke up and saw a Magikarp in my pajamas. I don't know how a Magikarp got into my pajamas, though. <laughs> so that that is is actually a Groucho Marx reference, that joke. So his joke is, one day I woke up and shot an elephant in my pajamas. How it got into my pajamas, I'll never <laughs> know. That's a famous Groucho Marx joke. So there you go. So, yeah, it's, I mean, it's obvious. This guy is definitely then a Groucho Marx parody. 
Uh, and it's nighttime, Ash and Misty are sleeping. Tracy theorizes that Magikarp jump out of the ocean and use the sun's position to find their home island, to which Quack Poker is like, um, actually, uh, they, uh, this is a Magikarp I drew that cannot swim or cannot jump. Cannot so jump. How would it, Magikarp that how would not jump f- still found yet. How would it see the sun? Checkmate, theists. Yeah, then he says, Magikarp are hard to understand, even harder than my income tax returns. And my returns. income tax returns. <laughs> which is like, wow, he's shrinking off some serious stuff here. So Didn't we know that there's there was taxes. People screaming. Yeah, we know there's taxes. You're right. This is the first time we have confirmed evidence of I income tax. I thought you'd be like, all over this. Well, I, I just thought it was weird how he's shrugging it off. I think this guy's like kind of sketchy tax now. Tax <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Even harder than my income tax returns, which I rarely pay. <laughs> which I definitely filed this year. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. So the magic car start jumping around. Something's about to happen. Whatever. Water starts moving. Blah, blah, blah. And then Grabber starts fishing these Magikarp into the mouth of the Magikarp sub. Team Rocket's up to no good. They're going to pick a peck of Magikarp. And then the sub sinks because they got too many Magikarp. <laughs> yeah, they, they are actually too efficient for once. They get so many Magikarp in the sub that it sinks. Uh, and Meowth screams, our Magikarpet ride is over. <laughs> oh, Meowth. Oh, it's good. It's good. So so they got to chuck Magikarp out now. And they surface on, on the surface. And then they start getting the motto. <laughs> Where else yes, is surface? That. Mars. I don't know. <laughs> nice. Normal motto, except we get, uh, Jess, you better calm down on the double. Replaced line. That's it. Uh, mm-hmm. But the gang is really bored waiting for the motto to finish. Oh, yeah. They're just fidgeting and bored. And, like, you can tell that, like, Quack and Poker a couple times is kind of, like, looking over at them, like, what's going on? And they're like, eh, just, <laughs> yeah, just wait it out. Give them a minute. I'm just give yeah. them a few seconds. We'll be done. Until, and then Meowth goes, you know, Meowth, that's right. And then, like, uh, uh, on a fucking snap, they all go, Team Rocket! Yeah. And so Quack and Poker threatens to uh, sink the sub. And so yeah, he's Team like, Rocket. He's like, don't mess with this. This is the science of the Magikarp. Don't mess with the science. And so they threaten to throw Magikarp at them. And they start right. doing it. They start checking it. Okay. Pikachu catches one, which is cute. But they use that opportunity to use a grabber and snatch Pikachu. And Meowth goes, mind your P's and Q's and Pikachu's. Yeah, good lesson. Good. That was good. Good lesson. Yeah, and that is how that famous saying got indoctrinated into all of our daily language. Exactly. Thank right. you, Meowth. Thank you, Meowth. So Pikachu's gonna Thunderbolt, but or Ash is gonna get him to Thunderbolt, but Quack and Poker's like, don't do it, he's gonna hurt the Magikarp. Okay, we've kind of seen situations like that before. Not like it would actually do anything, though. We've seen this capsule a million times. It's it's thunderproof. No, that's true. Hands full, though, of Magikarp, Ash kicks around Bulbasaur's ball to which let is him impressive. out. Which yeah. was very cool. We, we went from an episode previous where Ash couldn't even pick out the right ball from his belt <laughs> to where he's like, he's like playing hacky sack with it to send out the Bulbasaur. It was pretty yeah. cool. It was pretty sweet. So yeah, he uses Bulbasaur to try and vine whip to send grab Pikachu, uh, but their Team Rocket's like passed Pikachu around like a hot potato. Right. And then some big Magikarp latches onto James's head. <laughs> yeah, this is funny. You're just like eating his forehead. Uh, James yeah. is freaking out. Uh, so they're pulling on the Magikarp Team Rocket, and Quacker Poker is telling them, no, pull his no. head off. You can't they're muscle a Magikarp. You can't muscle a Magikarp. You got to treat it gently. Yeah. Gently. Gently. Does he go up? I think he goes up a little bit in his speech. No. I don't <laughs> fucking know. You have to it's play evolution it, time. You have to play his favorite Ella Fitzgerald song in a, in a nice Chianti. <laughs> 
But while they're distracted getting Magikarp off of James's head, Pikachu gets grabbed by Ash. Ash just like walks up and whoop. Yeah, just, just grabs him casually during the distraction. And then, boom, shining white light. It's evolution time for the Magikarp. And this and is a whole, huge beam of light. This is like an yeah. Independence Day style beam of light. <laughs> the whole lake shines. You yeah. see a giant pillar of light emerging from the top of the mountain. And then a big whirlpool starts swooshing around, grabs Team Rocket. They go splashing off again. Yeah, there you go. That was quick. <laughs> and the Magikarp evolve like in the air. Because this whirlpool yeah. like brings them all up. They evolve in the air, crash into the pond. There's tons of them. And now it's counting time. So Tracy and Quack and Poker got to count all these Gyarados and Magikarp as they are going back out to sea. Yeah, and so they're running down with the Magikarp and the Gyarados counting them. Um, I feel like you don't want to be running with them because you're just counting the same one over and over again, aren't you? Good point. <laughs> you should just stay in one spot. Yeah, I guess right? so. Yeah, <laughs> you're right. This is dumb, but okay. <laughs> so their numbers may be, <laughs> may be flawed. A little fucked, yeah. Which is what Tracy proclaims, 70% of them evolved, highest ever. I think you just counted one Gyarados like 20 <laughs> times, Tracy. Yeah, exactly. That's a Gyarados. Oh, that's a Gyarados. That one looks very similar, but that's a Gyarados for sure. Right. So, and, and Quackapoker is happy. He can, I can finally unravel the mysteries of Magikarp evolution as the sun rises. Rah, rah. Yeah. And then some shit about Ash winning the league competition because, of course, he has yeah, to make it yada, about Yeah, yada, yada, yada. Every episode has episode. to end with, like, the new characters and the old characters staring at each other at sunset and they say some platitudes and it's over. They made a friend, but will they make it to the league competition? Wow. Right. And they always say something like that. Now, I do like it if the wrap up gives us a theme that's like reminiscent of the rest of the episode. But mm -hmm. sometimes they just like shove a theme on the end. They'll be like, much like Gyarados evolved, so should you in your training habits, Ash. And you'd be like, what? <laughs> what? That had nothing to do with anything in the episode. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Meanwhile, Team Rocket is uh, stuck in the middle of a big circle of Gyarados. And it uh, looks for... identical to something we saw in a previous episode. Yeah, this is not the first time this has happened. Yeah, we're, we're Gyarados are surrounding them like that. Yeah, I think it's at the end of like one of the shipwreck episodes or something. Yeah, it's definitely say. a much earlier episode. Yeah, but yeah, it's not the first time this has happened, but that is the episode. So uh, the book I'm going to bring up for Literary Hour is uh, Cat's Cradle by Kurt Vonnegut. So the, the trope in here it would be like the mad scientist or like, not mad scientist, more like eccentric scientist. The scientist who gets so devoted that they let slip a bunch of um, kind of normalized behaviors, right? So this, this character, Cat's Cradle, uh, his name is uh, Dr. Felix Honecker. And the idea is that he's one of the uh, chief scientists who made the atomic bomb. So it, this is a fictional character though uh and the book Cat's cradle is about like a, a, he's like a journalist who's like finding out about this researcher and ends up finding about how this researcher went to like this weird caribbean island where there's like a strange religion that like is connected to the man and, and the residents all practice it and and it's like it's a weird parody of a bunch of different uh I guess like American mentalities at the time, a weird kind of super quirky book. But anyways, it has a scientist in it who, yeah, is constantly, he's constantly forgetting things because he's so focused on his work and kind of has like some of that quirky behavior. I would call it serious, but it does have, the book definitely has a sense of humor. So, and it's a good book. I have, can I say I've read it? I've listened to the book on tape. Does that count? <laughs> Are you allowed to, to say read it when you've, if, when you've listened to it? Yeah, I would. It's the same. You get the same amount of information. So yes. Okay. 
Kurt Vonnegut is so. very interesting sci-fi author. I would uh, shout him out. I mean, he's he's well known, but uh, don't need to shout him out. <laughs> he's, he's bigger <laughs> than this podcast. But uh, Slaughterhouse Five, super good book. Uh, and, and they he does this thing where like his books seem serious and they are, but then they'll have these like just like really absurdist twists. Like there's uh, like Slaughterhouse Five is a fairly grounded novel about World War Two. But at the same time, it also totally isn't. It it uh, is told completely out of order. The main character is slipping through time. He gets captured by aliens at one point. So forget everything I said about Grounded. <laughs> and that's his writing style. So anyways, Cat's Cradle. I think this episode is uh, more easily... Uh, a direct allusion to uh, the basis of Magikarp's evolution, which is like that old Chinese legend of fish of carp uh, swimming up a waterfall and they go past like the, the dragon gate and they transform oh, into giant dragons. There you go. Which is like a, a very, a yeah. And, and like this episode is like directly calling to that. Uh, okay. That I didn't legend. know that. Neat. Yeah. Which is, uh, is also, you also see it in Pokemon Snap. If you do oh, certain right. steps and you get uh, Magikarp into the waterfall, it evolves into Gyarados. Yeah, I don't think yeah. I was familiar with this legend. So it was a legend yeah. of like a carp that would go up the river? Yeah, it's uh, carps that uh, swim up a waterfall and they go through the dragon gate and they transform into big dragons. Sick. Which is, okay. which is uh, I think, the direct inspiration for uh, Magikarp evolving into Gyarados. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, okay, thank you. Yes. Well, let's, let's get to four pour. Rate it, yeah. For the Wacky Watcher, category number one will be the jelly donut effect Ooh, okay uh so that is where we point out a fun interesting weird strange uh adaptation the dub edits yeah localization basically. uh decision so there's a uh, quack and poker introduces himself tracy does not uh actually know him in the original and he's just interested that he's a uh, a Pokemon watcher himself. Whereas in the dub, Tracy is like, oh my God, it's the famous Dr. Quackenpoker. Uh, and then there's a little scene that's cut in the dub. Uh, where Quackenpoker is holding a Magikarp running towards Tracy. So basically yeah. one little scene. Uh, okay, Weak. so that's that's boring. And yeah. actually, like, Jelly Donut was super good early on. Mm -hmm. there, there's still there's some, less one, and less, some good ones. There's less and less weird dub edits, so, eh? Yeah. Yeah, I hope we a, get more. This is this is very weak. Like this is two point one. Yeah, this okay, is a so one, one point one point five five. And second category, ooh, character of the day. Oh, this is good. I actually like Doctor Quack and Poker a lot because his jokes are funny. Um, yes, they're not that funny, but that's no, they're kind of funny. part of it, which makes they're very it more funny for funny. Pokemon. Yeah. Income yeah. tax, non-union labor. <laughs> I'm just going to say it. Graham, That's I'm going to say good. it. You're going to give say it a 10? 10. It's a 10. Yeah. Yeah, it's a 10. It's a yeah. 10. You don't get, you don't get a, a more inspired character of the week. The plot around him isn't anything super special, but... Uh, but he himself clearly, is Clearly, some writers were having a lot of fun with this one. Absolutely. So that is a 5.775 for the Wacky Watcher. Ooh, nice. Let's move on to the final episode of today. The Stun Spore Detour. Or to make it rhyme, the Stun Spore Detour. Detour. There you go. Detour. You're learning how to rap. Yeah. Whoa, what's up? All right, so <laughs> we're on a little tiny it. island. Whoa, yeah, what's it up? is. Hey, yo. We're on another island. I don't believe there is any name for this island. No, I don't From think what so. I'm seeing. Yeah, it's just on Bubblepedia, it's just unnamed island. So I think this is... This could be call Pulp it, Island. This is Pulp Island. Yeah, let's we'll <laughs> yeah. go with that. This could be Extra Pulp Island. Extra, extra Pulp Island, yes. <laughs> extra Pulp Island. <laughs> So we're on extra pulp island this week. 
uh, Ash is training or something, and then suddenly a wave consumes him and Pikachu. Yeah, he they're on this island to train for the, the Orange Island competition. Gets hit by the wave, so okay, we cut from that. Now Tracy is with a vile plume. He's admiring his huge petals, points them out. Tracy, you can't just say someone's got huge yeah. petals. Uh, <laughs> and Ash yeah. runs up, you know, asking for for help because he's wet. Had a rocky start. He trips. Okay, hits Tracy. They both fall into Vileplume. So now we have went from pointing out its anatomy to full on violation of its yeah. primary hole, and the they've, boys get spored. Yeah, they've penetrated this Vileplume, and it's not with their heads for them. Yeah, uh, yeah, they get stunned, spored. Pikachu runs for help. Uh, Misty's walking with Psyduck for some reason. That was strange, but whatever. Taking him uh, for Ash, a walk. Yeah. She likes that Psyduck more than she lets She off. does. She does, yes. Ash and Tracy come up to them too, but they are struggling to move. They are walking very, very slowly. So when Pikachu first gets to Misty, I, I mean, he's done this before, but he does that like playing lassie thing where Misty's like, mm-hmm. what's wrong, boy? And, and Pikachu has to like do charades. I kind of like that. That's always yeah, a fun he makes bit. he makes Vileplume's face out of his face. It's yeah, great. yeah, yeah. Well, I love those moments. They're the best. So we're in a house now. Some house. Who knows? There's random cabins everywhere in the Pokemon yeah. universe, and they all look identical. There are two random cabins in this episode. Yeah, there are. Uh, Ash and Tracy are very, very sick. They don't have an antidote or anything, but Ash and Tracy, he, he, you need a paralyze heal. Oh, God, I've got him. Not how the got game him. works. Not how the game I, works. I actually <laughs> thought, like, that's not how stun spore works either. It, it makes them seem like they've got, like, they break out into a fever. It, it makes yeah. them seem like they have the flu. <laughs> Yeah, but they also struggle to move, and so that's that so that part's paralysis. right. Yeah. Yeah, so Stunt Spore is supposed to paralyze the the Pokemon, and also who knows, maybe it does different things to humans than that's it does true. to people. That's true, or does to Pokemon. Uh, yeah, Misty just has band aids though, and the nearest center is thirty miles away on another island. Oh, oh no. no! It's not like she couldn't take Lapras on her own. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you could have. Uh, Pikachu thinks Thunder shocking them would be a great <laughs> idea. That's just how that's Pikachu funny. thinks. Yeah, first uh, course of action. Every Blast time. Them. Boom, bolt them. They also have a fever, fever, apparently. Yeah. Because of all this, uh, Misty cools them off with a cloth. Well, whatever. Tracy tells her, look at the Pokedex. Get some info. Look up Vileplume. Look up Stunts or Antidotes. Like, figure this out, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> God damn it, Misty. We have the resources. So she look searches up. up Vileplume, looks up Antidotes. Apparently there's a tab. Uh, <laughs> now... <laughs> We learned about the Salveo weed. So there's a weed that if you boil it, it makes the cure. It's found uh, lake bottoms, similar ecosystems near vile plumes. And polywag is usually found in those areas too. Polywag, yay! We love polywag. Yeah, Everyone we will see more polywag. We'll talk about it in a bit. But meanwhile, uh, we see James and Meowth are trying to grab at an apple from a tree branch. Uh, they get it, but they fall to the ground, breaking branch. They get uh, maimed, nearly die. Whoever said apples were healthy must have never picked one. Huh. They bring it to Jesse in uh, another random cabin. Yeah. And Jesse seems cabins. to be suffering from the same condition that Ash and Tracy are suffering from. Right. So she's sick also. We find out she wanted the red apple because she wants to see something with skin redder than hers. And the boys are mad. They're like, that's why you wanted the apple. <laughs> <laughs> you went through all that trouble. You don't even want to fucking eat it. And, and she, she's a needy, sick person. And coming from another oh, yeah. needy, sick person, because I am a needy, sick person, I will admit that. I always think I'm dying. Uh, I get a little bit sick, and I'm like, it's over. It's over. <laughs> this is how I'm going to go. <laughs> I got to update my will. Oh, God. Yeah. 
Get me to the bank. She's asking them for ice cream. She's depressed. She thinks she's dying. Contrast to Ash and Tracy, who are just kind of like dealing with it. And they're like, Misty, find the antidote. (laughs) Like, I really thought we were going to get a reveal at some point in the episode. Jesse's not sick. Right? Because she's having it up so much. Yeah. Yeah. And she's moving around so much, too. That's like She's jumping up on her feet, trying to beat the guys up. (laughs) Like, yeah. That's so true. Whatever. So we, we find out how Jesse got stunned. She was frolicking through a flower field and she dove into the flowers and a vile plume was there. <laughs> Poor vile plume on this yeah. island getting it's really. It's the same uh, vile plume, just getting. Oh, poor guy. Just getting head hold. Uh, <laughs> not the kind of head you want. I don't know. Hey, oh. So James remembers the antidote from when he was a kid and he got stunned for it. And so Jesse beats him up. <laughs> yeah. You knew that? She seems awfully mobile for a oh, for yeah. a paralyzed person. Yeah. So now we get some cuts. Misty's looking in a pond for Sylvia weed. No sign of that. Another cut. Pikachu's helping Ash. He's worried. Okay, moving on. Now, James and Meowth, they're also going to be looking for the Sylvia weed. And they have decided that Team Rocket looking through ponds would be much too inconspicuous. So they have dressed up as clown peasants. <laughs> It's my the best description. Shop. Yeah. It's all they had in the costume shop, apparently. Which <laughs> what, what would you call that? They're like peasants, like an old school peasant outfit, but with like I've got no noses. idea. Yeah, I've got no idea. But I want to throw it. We have a, we, we have a question from a listener again from, from Tristan from last oh, week, nice. saying asking question I didn't even catch on to for some reason. He says the island doesn't have a Pokemon Center, but they have a costume shop. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, he's right. Very uh, true. So. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Okay, I got nothing. Very good observation. (laughs) I mean, they could have bought that costume beforehand just for, like, any purpose, I guess. I don't think so. I don't think they have a costume shop in this island. It sounded like it was ad hoc, so... I think Extra Pulp Island has a costume shop for some reason. (laughs) It's the only thing on it. It's deserted (laughs) except for two cabins and a costume shop it's duplica she's branching out she's created a chain of oh my god it always goes back to the dittos always back to the ditto all right good observation tristan great great you know what you stumped we don't have a question i think we don't have an answer a plot hole like i don't know or else it's got like amazon prime one day delivery and it like (laughs) paradrops in it's all they had on amazon pidgeot drops in very good all right so uh little splash Polywag pops up. It's got a Salveo weed on its tail. And so these things are cute. And they love are tadpoles. Tadpoles, yay. Love With Poliwag. like a swirl. A tadpole yep. swirl. A little hypnosis swirl. Ooh. Can I learn hypnosis? Uh, yeah. Oh, there you go. Yeah. And so James sticks Victory Bell on it. Uh, Victory Bell, of course, chases James around a little bit. And then Poliwag jumps out, water gun, gets blocked, Razor Leaf, dodges it. Then Meowth goes to catch it in a basket and gets on top of it. Yeah. Which is uh, not the Pokemon uh, movie I thought I was watching today, but okay. <laughs> it's a so, in basket on it. What are you implying? It's a snuff film? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. It's, uh, if you look at that frame, a little bit. A little, yeah. Well, the Poliwag knocks Meowth away, though. And Meowth yells that they got polywhipped. And then Misty stumbles on the polywag. Mm-hmm. Team Rocket are chasing it. Out, good detective moment. The Dex is like, it has no arms. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was really? Just, really? I was like, you didn't need to state that. <laughs> this is polywag. It has no arms. No. <laughs> okay. Team Rocket are chasing it, though. Uh, they're back in their regular outfits. Because they can look suspicious now, I guess. Yeah, it covers blown. Whatever. Yeah. Misty Defense Polywag. Victory Bell versus Goldeen. Next. Oh, yes. 
So Victor Bell, Victor Bell razor hits a razor leaf. Goldie dodges, dodges Ooh. into the water. The Victory Bell tries to follow. And that's when Goldie <laughs> does a horn attack, hits him. A fury attack just starts bouncing Victory it. Bell up and down, hitting him over and over. Juggling it in okay. the air. I learned some stuff. trivia from Bulbapedia because, uh, you know, we've seen so far up to this, but not past. Victory Bell earned a very, <laughs> very interesting Xbox achievement this episode. You know what it is, Kellen? What? He's the only Pokemon to lose to Misty's Goldeen in the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't that good? Poor Victory Bell. <laughs> Poor Victory oh, Bell. That's unfortunate. I love Victory Bell. It's one of my oh, favorite yeah. Gen 1 Pokemon. That's true. Victory Bell's good. I always name it Jupiter. Is there a reason or it just it's just cute? It's a Venus flytrap. Ah. I was a really it. clever 13-year-old. It. Yeah. It's a Jupiter ant. Uh, what's another word for jail? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Okay. Yeah. No, I, I, I don't know. I thought of it one day and I was like, I think Jupiter is a fitting name for this thing. It looks, I, I don't know. It's genius. Makes sense. It looks yeah. like it looks like a Jupiter. Yeah. Um, uh, anyway, uh, where were we? Goldeen wins a fight yeah. uh, for wins the, the only time fight. in its life. <laughs> yeah. Then it's wheezing time. Wheezing comes out, and so uh, Misty swips, swaps to Staryu. We get a tackle from both. It's like an even match. Whatever. Yep. Bang, bang. Smog, double edge from Staryu, kind of blows through. It sends wheezing flying like a uh, piece of debris in space. He just kind of floats through the air with no, with full momentum, not stopping. And yeah, wheezing does kind of look like he would just keep floating indefinitely. Yeah. <laughs> to find him, like, in the next island. And so Meowth's up now. He's going to fight. Ooh, love when we get Meowth fighting. And he's going to go up against Psyduck. Yeah, Misty swaps out. He goes for a scratch and a bite on Psyduck. Uh, Psyduck just kind of laughs it off, kind of tickles. And then the headache gets bad. So Misty totally knows how to use Psyduck now. She mm-hmm. basically just has him try to get hit in the head as much as possible until he can use Psychic Attack. And then his eyes start to glow blue. Yeah, do you know what that means. Sends Meowth and James flying back through the forest. Yeah, with causing confusion. a a giant uh, giant trail behind now, them. Uh, Meowth and James have a good point here. They're like, usually we just get beat up by the twerp, but now we're going to beat by his friends too. <laughs> yeah, because you guys suck. <laughs> plank plank. That's it. That's all. If we, can we go say about back that. without the weed to Jesse, Jesse will be sick of us. <laughs> I mean, with how Jesse treats them, um, I would. Not be too urgently looking for this food <laughs> if I were them. Yeah, you'd you'd let her stick it out. I'd, a I'd, I'd let her. Yeah, I'd let her just kind of stew around for a while. Anyway, so, Meowth has a plan. We'll see what it is. That we yeah, they're like, do you think these kids would think about something other than Pokemon? Meowth's like, oh, I've got an idea. We'll see what that. Is. We'll see what that is. Yeah. We cut to uh, Misty creaming Poliwag. No, uh, she's putting cream on him. He was yeah, hurt. I know. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Togepi is getting tickled by the tail. That's kind of cute. Yeah, very in contrast cute. to my uh, horrible joke. I'm sorry. So uh, Misty's asking Poliwag, you know, for some weed, right? For some, <laughs> some... <laughs> yo, yo Poliwag, you got a hook up, she says. Yeah, <laughs> can you roll me a fat doobie? <laughs> and Poliwag's kind of getting it. She's like, Poly- okay, jumps Poly- back Wag, in the lake. Stoner Poliwag, fan art list. <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> Drug dealer Polywag. Drug just dealer goes Stoner into the lake. It comes out with a with a bong. The f- <laughs> with the fattest joint you've ever seen. <laughs> Stoner slash drug dealing Polywag. How does she wear the trench coat? He doesn't have arms. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, she's patching up. Or yeah, so well, they, they she knows down. where the the salvia weed is now. So knows where to Misty get the good star. Kush. You, yeah. <laughs> yeah, to take her down. 
to the good stuff. <laughs> picks the weed, uh, comes up. She's got a whole. She's got a ton of weed here. Yeah, I better put that away before the Virginia before shows the five shows up. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, she's so yeah, she's gonna head back to the cabin. But Polly Wegg seems to want to stick around, stay with her. Oh, okay. Follow her. Uh, we'll see where that goes. Yeah. And so we see Meowth and James then have set up a, a little tea set in the middle of the road. <laughs> and then makeup. Misty's almost tempted, but no, right. she has so to they, go back. they've gotten way past fruit baskets now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, but also like pure into gender stereotypes. <laughs> Which <laughs> they will call set. themselves out for. They, they do. They do. Good Which point. Is great. And then it's a makeup set. Misty's like, oh, look at the makeup. But no, I don't got time. Then a basket of food. It looks luxurious. Nope. Then nope. some dresses. <laughs> Like a full dress. <laughs> and, and, and this is back to Tristan's point. Like, where are they getting the supplies from? <laughs> there's no like, Poker Center, but yeah. there's like a full, like, Sears, <laughs> you know? <laughs> <laughs> Fucking there's Sears. There's a department store. <laughs> ah, throwback to Sears. What yeah. A, what a I time. Could, I could think of another department store. The Bay? <laughs> Zellers. Ooh, that's a classic. That yeah. also doesn't exist, does it? No. I think it's coming back. Hmm. So I don't know. The only thing about Zellers people like talk about was the food court. And I don't even remember the food court. So it wasn't a food court. It was a specific Zellers restaurant in the store. Man, what a wild time. Yeah, yeah. And they also had this thing called Club Zed where you could get points and then like redeem them. And my mom used to get she got a free dishwasher with that. Oh, I do love points. That's probably why they went out of business. That yeah, probably. Yeah. I do love points, though. Points are fun. If Heck you have yeah. a business, give me points. <laughs> Gamify my life. Game my <laughs> life. Exactly. <laughs> I want to level up. Damn it. Okay, so Misty is tempted, but she ignores all of these traps. She's got to get to uh, Tracy and Ash. And Meowth, yeah, he points out, he's like, well, I thought everything wanted, uh, uh, we thought we put out everything a girl would want, but we just based on what Jesse likes. Yeah, we put out everything a girl should want, and she didn't fall for any of it. I think it was a mistake to base our choice to go with to base our choice off of what Jesse would have stopped for. Yeah, there you go. What they say? I think I think that their attempt at addressing their misogyny doesn't quite land though, because Misty is into everything. She's yeah. just she just <laughs> she likes her friends more, and this is a good Misty episode because it shows that she's a ride or die homie, right? Classic. Exactly. Yeah, she uh, so. she she. When things matter, she's there. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, and it's cool to see her battle. Like, that's not something we always get a chance for. So. Yeah, it always hypes me up when we get uh, the like the colored background of other characters that aren't mm-hmm. Ash sending yeah. out their Pokemon. For sure, for sure. Like, when we get a good action sequence, especially in the first season, and then like, Brock's like, Geo, dude, go! I'm always like, fuck yeah, let's do it, this. It let's feels go. like a bigger deal. Yeah, it does, like, okay, absolutely. We see uh, Ash send out Pidgey every you know, this is how they do. He never had Pidgey at Graham. It was Pidgeotto. Oh, sorry, sorry. And Pidgeot. Come on. Uh, he never You've been doing this for how long? Oh, he I caught don't know. it as a Pidgeotto. Track of the birds. He caught it as a Pidgeotto. That's for the birds, man. <laughs> Down the path, James is a lady <laughs> with a baby carriage now. They, they've amped up their their trap. <laughs> He's dressed in like a, I don't know, like a 19th century woman's dress. Like he's got full little house on the prairie, yeah. Sunday Sunday church, right? Yeah. With the little baby carriage, Meowth as the baby. 
and gives the whole sob story. We need to sell Mayo Weed. My little baby is paralyzed. I can't see him smile anymore. <laughs> if I could just see him smile. And Meow's like, we gotta help that baby. That's it's the such a sad story. story. I've ever heard. <laughs> Which blows their cover. <laughs> She's like, that, your baby sounds like Meowth. <laughs> and so they do the motto without Jesse, which is weird. Meowth is, fills in. And otherwise it is the motto. It's, it is it's pretty normal. much normal. Yeah. yeah. This is this is where it was. I think James near the end of the motto says something I could not understand. I could not figure out what he said. Oh, I don't know. So um, I, I don't know. Well, he says surrender that weed or prepare to fight. I wrote down. Maybe that's what it was. <laughs> surrender that weed. <laughs> Give me your gush, damn it. They also they opened it up uh, slightly different. Meowth goes, baby, you're not prepared for trouble. And James says, lady, you're not better make it double. Oh, yeah. I didn't write those down. I don't know why. Well, whatever. Eh, whatever. <laughs> so, uh... so we get Weezing uh, is going to fight uh, from Team Rocket's side. Uh, Misty is going to use whenever Pokemon Poliwag steps up, though. Poliwag wants to do it. Yeah, it gets tackled by Weezing, but responds with a big double slap, Ooh. sending Team Rocket rolling down the uh, cliff in their carriage. <laughs> right, they're done. Quick battle. Quick now, battle. Team Rocket's knocked up. They wake up in a bit, and this is a really nice gesture. They see that Misty has given them some of the weed. Yep. Some of the weed is sitting there, the Silveo weed. Left behind a gram. Yeah. <laughs> Left them a in damn bag. In a little a baggie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, they, they climb up, they see it. Misty left some behind. And that's part of the, the fault of the episode, or well, the fault of Team Rocket, really, where if they just like went up to Misty and they were like, hey, Jesse is really sick. We need some of that weed. Can <laughs> that you she, get she some of that? She would have helped. She yeah. probably would have helped. Yeah. yeah totally. They didn't need to trap her or beat her up or anything. Well, that kind of shows how broken uh, Meowth and James are because they're utterly touched at this, right? They're like, oh, yeah. the twerps have such a good friend and a they're just raving deed? about Misty. They're like, that redhead <laughs> girl is such a good person. <laughs> yeah. So uh, back at the cabin, we get the weed all boiled up and we have a fun little transition and Jesse's all better. And well, we get a fun transition because Ash and Tracy drinking theirs are like super appreciative. We go yeah. to Team Rocket making theirs, and Jesse's like, hurry, hurry. you imbeciles, hurry. <laughs> yeah. And so James and Meowth are like, oh, my God, Misty is so much better than Jesse. Yeah. <laughs> Let's trade redheads. And once they're all better, Jesse says, this is the time to attack because they're sick. We can grab Pikachu real easy. James and Meowth have a little moral problem with this. They don't want to attack the person that just helped just them. Just help them. And heal yeah, Jesse's definitely a monster right now. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Ash and Tracy are better now when suddenly Arbok lunges through the cabin. Ooh, kind of cool. Good God. <laughs> I hate snakes already, but if a cobra did something like that. Snakes, why'd it have <laughs> to be snakes? Why'd it have to be snakes? So we're going to get Pikachu versus Arbok. Uh, Pikachu dodges the poison sting that comes at him, responds with a uh, thundershock, hits him, flies him in at Jesse. This whole time, James and Meowth are hiding behind a rock because they're like, <laughs> We don't want to be involved. Yeah, and Jesse tells them to to quit hiding, and they're like, "We don't, we don't want to mess up your flow." <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah, Jesse and Arbok are down and out, and James says, "I think what you really need is something that'll cure a terminal case of ingratitude." <gasps> got it. Got it. Oh shit! And now we're Team Rocket scurrying away. Meowth has a great one. He's like, "Thanks again." I mean, we're blasting off again. <laughs> <laughs> And Ash Ash goes, they're getting weirder. <laughs> <laughs> 
Very true. Very true. That's funny. And so uh, the gang, nope, Misty and Poliwag make a great team. And according to the narrator, she's won a new Pokemon, but we don't see the capture or anything. But this is where Misty captures Poliwag. Okay. I mean, it it was kind of getting there. Yeah. But I I thought we would have one of those moments of like, do you want to come along with me? And she holds out the Pokeball. They they didn't even have that dialogue, though. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so uh, Ash thanks her for her kindness when he was sick, and she just hits him back with, don't get used to it. (laughs) Yeah. Just Misty we know and love. Mm -hmm. And they're back on the sea, heading towards the Orange League competition, and that is the episode. All right, so Literary Hour, going to call on the healing herb uh, trope, which is like this idea of like basically uh, organic medicinal, uh, you know, plants right which is like not just literature that's like a real thing uh but there's a lot of literature that's like taken that to more kind of uh fantasy sort of scenarios which is sort of what's going on here and i swear to god it's actually just a good example kellen oh but lord of the rings (laughs) (laughs) all in the jar yeah but it's the king's foil so uh when frodo is stabbed by the uh knife of the nazgul and is, uh, you know, on death's door, and they're trying to get him towards, uh, what's it called? Elrond's kingdom, Rivendell. Uh, but it's pretty far away, so he's telling the, the others to look for King's Foil, okay? So there's this plant that they say that he can fashion an old-fashioned folk remedy from, coming back from way the times of uh, Numenor, even, that they would use this plant. So uh, Aragorn's old, and he knows things. And this actually is a... Uh, it's a parallel to the tales of Baron and Luthien. So I'm really going off. Tolkien fans, come on, you know this shit in and out. Aragorn is a uh, Baron parallel. This is the old story of Baron and Luthien. Uh, Luthien being an elven woman, Baron being a human man. That is the parallel to Aragorn's own love story with Arwen. Uh, and there, in the tales of Baron and Luthien, there is uh, an example also when Baron is struck in the chest by Kurafin's arrow, a friend Juan gathers medicinal herbs so that Luthien can heal his wounds. Shout out to TV Trope for helping me organize my thoughts. I zoned out. Is that it? Uh, And that's also a parallel to how we heal your mental herb, Kellen, by talking about (laughs) Pokemon once again. Yeah, you say Lord of the Rings and I just like, whoop, gone. Man, you should read this. So good. I let you you, you go off. Fine. Tell me right and then get out of here. Yeah, let's rank this, baby. Let's rank this party. First category will be Tracy's bullshit. Uh, I wish we got that last episode. Yeah, I mean, he's sick. Or the episode before. He's sick this whole time. Yeah, that's pretty bullshit of him. How dare he get sick? (laughs) Pretty bullshit getting sick. He's actually like the helpful one because he's like, Misty, get the Pokedex. (laughs) Yeah, he's like, gather information. (laughs) Act on that information. I mean, it's pretty bullshit that he ends up in the vile plume. What the hell are you doing, Tracy? Uh, That's true. Yeah. I mean, and he he says... he says that Vile Plume has huge pedals. <laughs> yeah, ooh, Tracy, Whoa. we don't we don't talk like that to Vile Plume. <laughs> yeah. uh, ooh, I don't know. Yeah, it's, that's, it's well, pretty 1. weak. 1.5. 1. Jesus Christ, I would at least, I would say 3. I mean, the only thing we thought of was the huge pedals, though. Yeah, but still, he ends up, he falls into the Vile Plume, he should know better. Okay, basically. you're right, I'll go a 2. I'll go a okay. 2, because Vile Plume's got 5 pedals, so <laughs> 1 out of 5, that's 2. Out of okay. 2.5 for that. I really wish it was the episode of... Uh, the Quack quacker Poker? Yeah. No, no. Um, This looks like a stadium. 2v2 oh. <laughs> Pokemon battle is like doubles tennis. That would have been... That That's true. Been. Second category will be the plot. Simple, simple one. Oh, I actually like this plot. I mean, oh, yeah, it is fine. simple, but but you know what I liked about it is is the parallels. I like how the same thing's happening to Ash and Tracy and that's happening to Team Rocket. 
Yeah, that's um, true. But they're dealing with it in different ways, and, and that's giving us some insights into Misty, the character, uh, giving us some insights into Jesse. It's not a plot heavy, in the, like it is filler, right? So mm-hmm. it's not yeah. it's not plot in that sense. And the only like bigger plot point we get is that Polywag joins. So yeah. From that perspective, um, it's weak. But I, I, I kind of, as I get older, I, I like sort of like contained one-off stories more and more if they interest me in any way, basically. Yeah. Right. So I like the uh, characterization. I like the parallels between the two teams. Yeah, it's a solid plot. It's different. We don't the Misty episode is not typical. They're pretty right. uncommon. Right. Yeah. See that caring side of Misty that you don't normally see, but you know is there. Yeah. yeah it's not a bad one. I I would say like six point five. Yeah. And I'm gonna go clean seven. Clean seven. All right. So that is six point seven five for that, which for the Stun Spore Detour is a four point six two five. Ooh. All right. And that's it for this week. So that's a triple. We just got through three episodes. Ooh, next ooh, week's going to be back to two, I believe. Kellen, which yep. episodes are we covering next week? Well, it's the start of the end of the Orange Islands. we got three ooh. weeks left, and we're kicking it off with uh, the championship section of the Orange Islands, starting off with episode 113. Hello, Pamelo, or in Japanese, Winner's Cup, exclamation mark. Full battle, six for six, double exclamation that's mark. That's a hype title. Yeah. <laughs> Followed by the the second part of this episode, episode 114, Enter the Dragonite, or in Japanese, Final Battle, exclamation mark, Enter Kairu, double exclamation mark. Not gonna lie, Enter the Dragonite sounds like a TCAD episode name. <laughs> it does. <laughs> but yeah, we got a two-parter. Kind of two-parter. jealous, I don't know if we can use that. <laughs> <laughs> two-parter next week of the, uh, the end of the Orange League competition, and then some finishing stuff in the next couple of weeks to finish off Orange islands and then we're off to johto all right it's crazy it is crazy we're, we're we're aiming for silver and gold the bronze yep. days are behind us yep but join us uh, next week for that all right so that was to kill a deli bird you can find us wherever fine podcasts are downloaded uh you know leave comments on the uh hydrolytes youtube channel that's also where videos are posted video versions of the podcast Ooh, loving the engagement in the comment section lately good questions good discussions you can also hit us up with questions at the email to kill a deli bird at gmail.com we also have a twitter same handle to kill a deli bird intro and outro music is 80 synthwave by alexi action and keller runs a tiktok called hydra leeches where he does a pokemon errors series which is very good uh did i miss anything uh come join me on twitch twitch.tv oh, uh slash hydra leech and also if you're listening on spotify uh you can leave your comments there as well and also there's a poll so answer the poll please and thank you if you were on spotify sweet uh what are you twitching these days uh, I need to get back into the Pokemon Crystal thing I talked about last week. Oh, right, week. right. You did you did you live stream uh Super Mario RPG? No, I've just been playing that on my oh, own. Oh, that was personal. And it's a banger. Yeah. It's very good. Yeah. Yeah, it's very good. Yeah. yeah, I've I've learned my lesson about committing myself to full new games on Twitch. Oh yeah. And and that I shouldn't do it because there's no point. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. If I was like a big streamer, like five thousand viewers, then maybe I would. But like, I don't know. I just want to play the game. Even they are tactical about what games they exactly. Stream, which they don't. Yeah. Do, so. Anyway, that's that's it. All right, sounds good. See cool. you next week, Bye-bye. TCAD Nation. Goodbye. Have fun or don't. I don't care.